This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. One. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll Podcast. Check out this record. This is the show where two baseball hat-wearing guys from their bedrooms educate you out there on the bands that you should give a listen to instead of Led Zeppelin. My name is Frank, and with me is your one and only, and my one and only, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Mark Hey, YouTube strikes again with this, just like the dumbest comments, doesn't it? <laughs> How dare we wear baseball hats inside while talking shit about the band that you were playing uh, as you watched your brother lose his virginity? <laughs> Shut up, Boomer. Like, seriously. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, my mom doesn't have a basement for me to do this from. I had to do it from the own my own spare bedroom. Sorry. Right. Exactly. And if you saw my head, you'd be like, oh, that's why they wear baseball caps. Anyway, you could find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Amazon Music Podcasts. And as you could tell, you could see us on YouTube also. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But when uh-huh. you ask, great question. Thank you. Uh, new episodes drip to the drop, as Frank would say, each and every, eh, let's call it Friday-ish. Yeah, that's right. And if you're hearing us for the first time, welcome. We review records and we rip the shit out of crappy poo-poo bands. And I did say that. Yes, we also have lots of musical discussions, but don't worry. We will never tell you what is best, just our favorites. We will do spotlight series on bands and even look at some mysteries of the rock and roll world. Okay, so you're definitely going to want to check out our verse series where Frank and I will duke it out on behalf of uh, two bands or albums and the name of what we like to call your tall style domination. <laughs> That's right. That be was a sure. Rocky. I love it. Be clear. I wasn't being offensive towards people with uh, cognitive difficulties. <laughs> oh, just Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're checking that out, uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook group. Hopefully these episodes will leave you wanting more of our musical goodness. If you have a record you want us to check out, drop us a comment wherever you find us. So, Mark, here we have yet another band from the 80s, and that band is Wipers. Hey! They appear, that's right, they appear to play a vital role in the music that we would eventually go on liking as we got older. Uh, We've certainly learned a lot about some really cool bands uh, that wouldn't be on people's radars, wouldn't you say? I would say, uh, you know, it's I think it's surprising to a lot of people that there's uh, been more good music besides the music that came out when they were explicitly in high school. Yeah. And I'm loving this adventure, my friend. Let's find it all. Let's do it, man. What a great adventure. Absolutely. So who are Wipers? Um, They've only been around since 1977. Oh, that's at least awesome. nine studio albums. And here we are in episode 100 something of this show, Mark. After years of listening to this music and being in bands together, we are stumbling upon them uh, like Ida stumbled upon those goblins in the book outside over there. Mm. Uh, Wipers were formed in 1977, Mark, in Portland, oh. Oregon, by guitarist Greg Sage, drummer Sam Henry, and bassist Dave Copel. Now, they're known, check this out, as the first Pacific. Northwest punk band. Oh, their use of heavy distortion 
uh, was hailed as highly influential by musicians and critics. Sage would say that in the seventh grade, he had his own recording cutting lathe uh, due to his father being the uh, in the broadcast industry. Uh, oh. He would know how to record music before even learning how to play music. Now, the intent of this band is pretty cool. So the intent of Wipers was supposed to be a recording project with a plan to record 15 albums in 10 years without touring or promotion. Talk about a plan, right? Uh, Sage thought it would add a uh, mysterious vibe to the band by not playing traditional rock and roll and only having people's imaginations to go off of. Uh, he stated that music was a personal listening listening experience as opposed to a commodity. Oh. Uh, okay, Mark, so this is 77. We all know how music was morphing with the Pistols, Clash, Ramones, Costello, The Damned, Heavy Metal, right? Uh, it's pretty unique for its time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I've been racking my, my brain trying to figure out who their influences could have been. You know, there's there's a little garage rock, there's a little yes. heavy rock, there's the touches of reggae and what absolutely. And, and it feels like somebody gave them uh, a Ramones record that acted just as gasoline and <laughs> set them just absolutely on fire and, and really shot them out like a cannonball. Really fascinating band. Yeah. And, and this I found fascinating, too. So Sage wanted to make his own recording without outside financing. Smart man. However, mm-hmm. they would eventually find their way to Park Avenue Records and release this first album we're going to be talking about. Uh, Is this real in January of 1980? Now, Sage also stated that their initial reaction to being punk, this is what he said. We weren't really even really a punk band. We were even further out in left field than the punk movement because we didn't even wish to be classified. And that was kind of a new territory. When we put out this is real. Is this real? It definitely did not fit in. None of our records did. Uh, then nine, ten years later, people are saying, yeah, that's a punk classic from the 80s. Um, pretty interesting take. And, and I kind of like that. Um, so, Mark, are, are you ready to tackle this record? Gaba Gaba. Oh, hey. All right. Here we go. First song, Return of the Rat. Right out of the gate, Mark, we get this heavy, distorted feel over a punk structure uh, for for that time frame. Minimal lyrics uh, with the central theme being hammered home. In this case, it's the Return of the Rat. I've really been digging this use of heavy distortion here. Um, but Mark, I don't think this song would be about Splinter from Ninja Turtles, would it? <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. Uh, the first issue of the the Pizza Pounding Terrapins wasn't till uh, eighty four. So Wipers have a good four years uh, <laughs> of a head start on the TMN and TBs. Um, to your point, though, the distortion on that palm muted guitar and those punchy drums are a total fish hook to a couple old punks like us. Yeah, uh, I love the angst <laughs> and energy just right out of the gate. Really great stuff. So cool. Uh, track two is mystery. Uh, it's not all rough and loud. Here we have a melodic pop punk tune with that Ramon style downstrokes on the guitar. Uh, this could beg the question: Could for when could. did pop punk begin? Uh, there are many acts to pull from, uh, so this could be one of them. Mark, Mark, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, this could easily be a, a gateway to the last, and then into the Descendants, right? For sure. Um, not a ton of lyrics, but. It- doesn't need them with this killer little melody going on i know i know they totally bring it on home for that um track three up front a song like this makes me think of two things one i see where cobain had influence from wipers uh, which we will talk about shortly and two how is this band 
not more popular. I mean, you get that abrasive verse and the memorable chorus that just lingers in your head in a good way. Uh, Mark, are you up front on this track, man? Man, I really am. Just a, a satisfying tune. That repetitive verse just spins like a hurricane in your brain. And the verse verses are, are so uh, visceral. Yeah. We get like a, a gravity bending guitar solo, like literally out of nowhere. Uh, and the song never slows a bit. The tempo pushes your foot harder and harder against the floor as you can't help but but tap along. It, it, my favorite song so far out of the track. So good. So good. Uh, track four, Let's Go Away. Uh, Sage's okay. command of the guitar here really steals the show. And I think this track is a good example of it. It's setting the vibe really uh, for the entire tune, uh, the guitar is. Uh, Mark, are, are you liking this tune? Man, you can punk rock twist to this song like all day long. And I absolutely adore it. The energy so far is just absolutely electric. Yeah, absolutely. Number five is the Tao track. Is this real? Again, Sage delivers a powerful and energetic tune with a memorable chorus that just blends so well and settles nicely into one of his eardrums. Uh, at 239, uh, I actually wanted the song to go on longer, but it ended then. Uh, Mark, is this band for real? Dude, it feels like they're from a dream. Right? I love the way he stretches his voice and his guitar using both to just hammer home the emotion of being needed. Oh. Like, killer track, man. Killer I track. I know, dude. Do correct a tune, right? Mm-hmm. Track six, Tragedy. I love how the band could take a simple song like this and, and make it fun. It's not just all chords. Sage really likes to add riffs and octaves to vary it up. Uh, and I could be wrong, but this is well before it was more common uh, in this in this genre to be using it because the genre, if you want to still clump them into punk, was still so new. Um, so again, innovative, I think. Mark, Mark, how are you holding up here? It's a tragedy, Frank. A yeah. tragedy. Oh, oh, oh. Tragedy. The, the song is only hitting my ears now. I, I hear so much of uh, my beloved swinging yes. here. I'm amazed that with like eight lines of lyrics and two minutes of music, these guys are able to deliver such emotion. And beyond the, the punk rock cliches of angst, uh, there's heartache and depression here. And it's it's cathartic as fuck. Oh, yeah. Lots of using that one, pal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Track seven, Alien Boy. Uh, this is the title also of an EP that was released in 1980 and paired with three outtakes from this record. Uh, it features the subject of one James Chase, who uh, was known as Jim Jim. He was a native to Portland who suffered from mental illness and would have conversations with Sage that had a powerful sense of vision. Uh, Chase would later die in 2006. And, and knowing just a little bit of that makes sense with the darkness of this tune uh mark you like the change up here with this tune oh man i i love that this is how the back half of the record kicks off mm. just throwing you off from what you you were maybe <laughs> expecting to come uh i'm hearing a lot of that nirvana influence here mm. uh especially in his vocal delivery very cool track and i'd like to add uh, I do occasionally refer to my hairless cat as Alien Boy from time to time. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I think it keeps getting darker because track eight is D7. Yes. Another haunting tune that bleeds of a certain sound that would come from Sub Pop Records in the years to come. Uh, it, it's typical said that the grunge 
um, genre started in the mid eighties, but one could argue the seeds mark were put in the dirt from a tune like this, especially with the first part of the song. W- w- would you agree with that? I'd love to hear someone argue against that, Frank, because I'm backing you a hundred percent on this one. <laughs> Those fuzzy chords, the down tempo drums and, and lyrically, I mean, my God, um, I'd like, I'd say a, a lot of sub pop bands were into this band and a lot of nineties alt bands too yeah. were definitely hip to wipers and all kept it super low key. Cause absolutely. There's a, there's a ton of this sound that pops up way after this record. Yeah. Draw the lines right there, man. Mm-hmm. Track nine potential suicide. So much going on in this song, a baseline that carries the song with Sage's guitar, adding these little tastes of heaviness that, 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 you know, you're about to um, endure. Uh, the drums are just bringing this all together in this tragic tune that again would be a common subject matter, Mark, and the genre that would explode by the end of the decade. Right. <laughs> I mean, the name tells you how heavy it is. Right. But if you didn't catch the title, you feel it in the music. Like, look at a room, uh, it, it like a room sonically filling with quicksand around you, and the repeti- repetitive, my goodness, with my tongue, uh, of getting so depressed. Uh, you can feel the madness, hopelessness, and desperation they were trying to convey. Shit, there was a, a pair of lines that go, it's such a long way down. Maybe a floor below Ooh. might just ease my pain. Like, proof you don't need to be springsteen and write a novel and with wow. every song to have impactful lyrics it's, it's just really phenomenal Oof. how well he catches that that feeling that desperation you know of being at that limit uh and is able to capture it in a song really yeah. remarkable really really is Track 10 is Don't Know What I Am. After two almost scary songs, we get a tune like this that resembles the first part of the album. Not so much to say. It's another fun tune. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's still pretty cool. What about you, Mark? I'll agree with you that it's not one of my favorites on the album, but I love the way it ties uh, the back of the album to the front of the album sonically. Well, lyrically, the, the desperation of the back half of the album uh, seems to be easing a bit, but still honest to a very painful fault. Yes. I, I really like it too. Yeah. Speaking of ones I really like, I mean, track 11, oh, yeah. Window Shop for Love. I mean, one of my favorites on this record. Really heavy guitar. And that playing reminds me of Greg Ginn. Um, and, I, and I can almost see why this genre is, or a genre is hard to place them in because it's not just one type of song. A song mm-hmm. like this separates themselves not only from other bands, uh, from this time, but just in general, this is just a cool track. It shows the musicality of the band. Um, Mark, what, what about you on this one here? I, I have been absolutely stunned by this song every time I've played it. It, it pulsates, Frank. Mm. Uh, they they bring it down like James Brown would, and just yeah, crashing back up at you. Really, really cool song. Uh, I'm gonna say really cool like four more times. <laughs> really cool song. Uh, track 12 wait a minute uh what a way to close the album uh with this song sage's strumming is way more delicate almost using elements of jazz strumming too mm-hmm. while the bass of the drums are holding down the fort uh great closer mark for an opening record wouldn't you say yeah man and and 1980 and it's it's got a new wave edge like he just listened to all of elvis costello's albums yeah. 
before writing this one and it, it 100% works. Uh, getting closer leaves you dying to put on the next record oh. while still being a great tune well on its own. It's not one of those ones where you're like, that whole record was great. I can't wait. You're listening to this like, holy shit. I, yeah. I need to know what happens after this because. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There you have it, Mark. Uh, the wipers. Is this real? Uh, what, what, what's your final thoughts and your rating here? Frank, man, I, what a pick. Seriously, uh, I you. know you and I caught wind of them. Was it a little over a year ago? I think so. But what the hell is wrong with us for not diving in sooner? Is <laughs> is this real shit, man? I, I hope so, because this record <laughs> blew my socks off. Uh, I, I put them back on, but the, the first time, woof, right off. Um, right out of the gate, Return of the Rat just, just pushes you off a, a sonic cliff and you're at, at terminal velocity before you know what's hit you. Oh, yeah. uh, just for... Uh, mystery uh to catch you like a like a pop punk new wave gust of wind that feels like it's always been there <laughs> i can't say enough amazing things about uh, upfront and its hypnotic baseline and lyrics that never let up and always feel right I, uh, i'm at the point where i name every song on the album and i i, I know say how amazing they are um what makes each one so damn cool is the way they all stand individually free uh, of the constraints of genre yeah, and, and simply sound only as wipers could make them. Right. Um, we see this most clearly on the B side, right? With <laughs> alien boy and D seven potential suicide feels like the, the textbook black flag uh, would have been looking at to, to build their house on. Right. I mean, and, and with honors, that song is so touching and you can really hear like, oh. Tell me Rollins didn't absolutely devour that record yet. <laughs> I'm I telling you. you. Um, Window Shot for Love, Frank. I mean, uh, I, I think it's easily track. my favorite song on the album. It just absolutely took me by surprise. And I yeah. love this record. Yeah. Um, it really stretches the boundaries of any label you tried to put on them up to this point and confirm that you're not in control. And maybe the wipers are. Yeah. Maybe they're not, but maybe. Right. Uh, you Still know, guessing. <laughs> amazing record. I, this is a nine out of ten for me. Uh, yes. Definitely check out this record. Absolutely. Oh man. Well, I mentioned Cobain before, and to no surprise, Wipers had a huge influence on Nirvana. Uh, they also were an influence to bands such as Mud Honey, Dinosaur Jr., and the Melvins. Um, what's incredible about this band is they released eight more records and they're all really good too. They didn't fit into a box. So I see why Sage would say that they weren't punk. Uh, well, they were just not all punk, right? There were pop sensibilities to the song, some hardcore edge, and I'm sorry, but hints of grunge before we knew and before the world knew what that well term before. meant. Well before. Thank you, Mark. Mm -hmm. I love the distorted guitars and the overall tightness of the band. The songs are well-written, and these guys just knew how to play their instruments, right? Uh, it's not just quick songs. They experiment, and they will continue to do so with their follow-up record being only six songs with a closing track of 10 minutes. So what does that tell you? Uh, I dig the ethos of the band and the mystique. Even now, there's not a lot of information on Sage other than the fact that he resides somewhere in Arizona. Uh, unfortunately, drummer Sam Henry passed away earlier uh, this year due to the vile stomach cancer um but you know my favorite tracks mark uh mystery up front 
uh, Is This Real, Alien Boy, Window Shop of Love. There really isn't a bad song in the group. This is another band that I'm amazed at more that, um, and, and I didn't know, uh, their influence but but it's it can't be mistaken um and for what was to come and they really set down the groundwork a highly underrated band i give this record a nine and a half out of ten Ooh. um mark before we get into next week do you think a band like wipers really then plays an instrumental an important role and then into the bands that we considered were ahead of the curve I mean, it's hard to say, right, who, who they influenced. Um, but, man, I'll, I'll be damned if you don't hear them making sounds 5, 10, 15 years before bands that we like. And they're, they're being a sonic line that just connects them, right? Like, they planted the seeds so far ahead of time that they probably influenced the bands that influenced a lot of other bands. And, and that you tend to get lost sometimes when that happens. Um, you know, but I, I think part of that isolation of the Pacific Northwest forces a lot of bands to create in a unique way uh, because they didn't have the same exposure that bands uh, have to different sounds like they do in New York and LA. So I definitely think they were able to take that, that space and that freedom and really just kind of do their own thing. And and we've seen it populate and germinate germinate um, ever since. Yeah. Yeah, and then the fact that the vision too, the initial vision was really no one f- to really see them at the end of the day, just hear them. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's really pretty cool if you think about it. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad we experienced that together. That's really what this all, you know, this whole journey is about, and I think it's really really cool. And um, what do you have for us next week, Mark? I have no idea. No, that's <laughs> not true. Um, this one's kind of a sneaky pick because uh, for my birthday, which you guys know was recently, because Frank wouldn't let me go. Uh, without talking about it, uh, he introduced me to a band called Spiritual Cramp. I did. Um, and we have been quietly obsessing over them oh, ever man. since. Let me tell you. Um, I am loving the streak we're going on. And I really feel like coming from Wipers, this is the next band for us to check out. So if you're out there playing along at home, Spiritual Cramp, we're going to look at their 2018 release called Television. Yes. It's got two maybe three eps more or less yeah together yeah um, it is with, with some great tunes that don't seem to appear anywhere else but really fun record really looking forward to getting into it and talking about it with you frank it's, oh it's gonna be pretty cool yeah i i mean you know there the minute i heard of them or was referred to them i, I right away like the minute i heard the first track i sent it right over to, to you mark and i'm like oh I'm like I think we might have our one of our new our new faves. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! Can't wait again. What a cool streak we're on, and uh, it's gonna be awesome. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Listen, remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, suggest. Be careful out there. Yeah, no, seriously, he, he's he's being serious. The whole GD planet is acting like they just got the herp from the <laughs> max, and their wife just found out about it. So so please. Yep. Please, please take be care careful. of yourself. Yep. Right? yep. Do it for us. Do, yeah, do it for us. Even if you don't want to do it for you, do it for us. And like I always say, oh, my, my. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Oh, oh, bye bye. Window shop of love. Window shop of love. <laughs> <laughs> you got herpes from your ex-girlfriend, you son of a bitch. <laughs>